Hey, disc golf community, this is Mr. Poho Jangles. I am at Clinton Lake State Park, uh, just outside of Lawrence, just a little bit west of Lawrence. And I am at Archers Park, which they have an archery range right here. But right next to the archery range, they have a nine-hole disc golf course. Uh, it is supposed to be beginner-friendly, and I can assure you I've already played it one time with my good friends Frizzo and BB Clang. Uh, I scored a one-under, had two birdies and a bogey, and then the rest were pars. Um, it's really kind of it's a nice course. It's like runs right along the road uh, in the state park. Um, it's not too hard to navigate. It pretty much kind of just goes back and forth. Uh, and I enjoyed it. There's some more creative shots than I would have thought, or at least layouts, uh, considering it was supposed to be a beginner course. There's also an 18-hole course that we played a little bit yesterday. I think it's called Bob Mowry's Meadows Course or something like that. Um, and we only got through, I think, hole seven, maybe. Um, we were getting ticks all over us. So I'm probably not going to go back there until they do a little bit more mowing on the meadows. But uh, I was actually going to take a nap because we kind of stayed up late and had a few soda pops. Um, but then I just couldn't fall asleep and I thought, you know what, might as well kill a little bit of time. Sweet Lady Jingles and the kids are headed out here in just a little bit, but they're not going to be here for about two or three hours. And I thought, I'll just go give that nine hole course a try again and I'll do a podcast. So I am about ready to step up to hole one. There is no tee pads uh, here. You just have to look for, there's some like white uh, painted um, like bricks on the ground. And it shows you basically where you're supposed to throw from for each hole. So I am eyeing hole number one. I'm walking over to where the, the, the tea grass is what I like to call them, tea grass. Uh, I'm number one, there's a little, little bit of dirt there. And I'd say I'm about, it's about 275 feet, 280 feet, something like that. There's some trees right in your way, so you have to either go left or right, or try to go through them, but I'm going to go to the right. So, wish me luck, maybe I can get a birdie out of this. Alright, just got done with hole number one, and I was able to par it. I hit uh, a tree right whenever, right off the drive, and that knocked down my first one a little bit, but it actually, it got pretty good. Um, it would have been great if I wouldn't hit that tree, I think. Um, and then I was able to get it up and down and with par. So that, that's what I scored when I played this this morning too with Frizzo and BB Clang. Um, so I'm up to hole number two. I believe this is the hole I birdied. It's a little unusual shot. You don't see this one very often. Um, basically the tee pad's just kind of in the, in the grass in a wide open space, but you have to actually throw across a road, which that seems to be a bit of a theme uh, with this one, um, which is fine because you're at a state park, so you can really see far if anybody's coming. Um, it's very clear, so it's not super dangerous. You just don't see that very often. One thing about Clinton Lake, it's nice because there's not there's nobody on this course right now. It's just me, which is really nice. Uh, it does cost $5 per day to come out to Clinton Lake, um, I mean, that's not, it's obviously not because you need to pay to play the course. You just need to pay to get into the park. So, um, and it's a little ways away from Lawrence. A hole number two, it's a shorter hole, which that made it 
probably why I birdied it, but I'd say it's probably 190 or something like that. So last time I played the buzz, and I actually made a decent putt. I'm going to see if I can't put it a little closer to the hole this time. So there's trees, there's the, the woods start immediately back there uh, behind it, so you don't want to overthrow the shot. It was kind of interesting. I, Whenever I was pulling up just now, there was a fox, and there was the biggest fox I've ever seen in my life standing right along the um, edge of the trees. I, I thought it was actually a pretty big dog or a coyote, but it just, I think, I'm pretty sure it was a fox. It had a big bushy tail, and anyway, it was kind of cool. So saw some deer the other day. It's pretty cool out here. Anyway, uh, hole number two, here I go. All right, so hole number two, I almost got a birdie. Um, probably should have. Threw it just a little too high, and it clanked off the number two on the top of the um, basket. So, oh well, I, that's that's fine. And you're probably asking yourself, maybe you're not. You're like, you might be asking yourself, who in the world are Frizzo and BB Clang? Well, there are two people that I just started getting into disc golf. They're uh, some of the guys I play music with. So they were gracious enough to come out and have some camping time and guitar picking and hacky sacking and I introduced them to disc golf and so we played Centennial Park yesterday with Trees Bane actually so we did a podcast that's going to be on slapping disc KC sometime soon um, so look forward to that and uh, he had to go back home because he had to do some dog sitting he was supposed to text me today but I kind of suspect that maybe he had a little bit late night last night too. So, um, I'm up to hole number three. Hole number three, I think, might be the longest hole on the course. Uh, you basically are playing parallel to the woods. Um, there's a bunch of woods on your right as you're looking. So, and then there's a couple of trees right in your way. So, um, I think I parred this when we first played it. Um, you kind of, I'd say it's probably. 350-ish, something like that. But it seems longer because of how close the trees are to you. So you have to kind of play under the branches um, or kick it way out to the left, which is what I think Frizzo did. Um, and then kind of you're in a big open sun-drenched pasture then, and then you can probably get a good look at the basket. But I'm going to try and keep it low. I'm going to probably play... What should I use? I think I'm going to use my TL3. So, hole number three, TL3. That makes sense. All right, here we go. All right, so hole number three, let the skimmer leak. I, uh, I got a bogey on that one because my putting stinks. I should have, I had about a 27 foot putt. Uh, should have made that. I can make that 90% of the time. No, I can't really make that 90% of the time. But it's one I probably should hit above 50%. So, anyway, uh, got a bogey there. So I'm at plus one through three. I'm up to hole number four. Hole number four is one that I birdied when I played with BB Clang and uh, Frizzo. So this one's... An kind of a cool one you got trees like right in front of you so if you're left-handed thrower or right-handed thrower you kind of have similar lines where there are openings on both sides of the um, trees but you have to kind of hook them in you are looking straight away at number four 
but in order to shoot that, I guess you would have to be an archer to get right through there. I'd say you're probably 260, 270 or something like that. I have the U-disc app and I'm recording my game, but uh, I'm not really paying attention to what it's telling me about all the yard, all the feet, yardages, whatnot. So I played with the T-Devil last time. So I'm going to go ahead and throw the T-Devil off of the T, the T-grass, if you will, and uh, see if I can't slide it right up there. I think last time I got it probably within, oh, 10 feet of the hole, something like that. So it was actually a decent shot. My back's a little tweaked right now, so I don't know if I can get enough oomph on it. So we'll see. We'll see. Hole number four. Here we go. <laughs> so I did get a birdie on hole number four. Um, I wasn't able to get quite as close to the basket as I was hoping, but I still got it within, I think it was about 10 and a half steps. So it was about a, I don't know, 33, 35 foot putt, sank it. So that kind of makes me feel better. Uh, so maybe I am a 50% uh, putter from that distance. Um, at least I am today so far. I have walked up to hole number five. I am standing underneath a nice shade tree. Um, hole number five is one of the closer ones to the road. The road I'm on is basically the road where they used to have all of the vendors for Wakarusa back when Wakarusa was at Clinton State Park. Um, so I remember getting some nice burritos and street tacos here. Uh, and I guess Wakarusa is never going to come back to Clinton State Park. So pour a little out for Wakarusa. I've not been whenever it's moved to Arkansas, but uh, my wife has. Sweet Lady Jingles has, and she said it was pretty fun. Um, probably a prettier area, but this one is so convenient being within an hour of home. So at any rate, I'm up to hole number five. Hole number five, like I said, is hugging that road. Uh, you pretty much have a very narrow fairway. I'd say it's probably hmm, 35 feet across between the little forest where BB Clang actually threw his disc into it and then Frizzo threw his disc and it landed on the road as I recall. Um, we were able to get both discs without losing them so that was good. Um, this was a, I think I parred this one so last time I played it. There is a drainage ditch that's going right across so last time I played with the TL3 and tried to put a slight Anheuser on it um, and I think maybe that's the way to go again because it did work for me. So why mess with something that works, right? All right, here we go. Hole number five. I'm back to even par thanks to my birdie on hole number four. So here we go. All right, I got a par on hole number five. I wasn't able to keep it in the fairway. Uh, my disc actually landed on the road but it's skipped to the opposite side. So I don't know if it's technically out of bounds or not. Uh, I had good length on it. I almost hit the putt. I was probably, I don't know, it was probably like 100 foot feet or something like that. Uh, and then I was able to get it easily in four par. So hole number six that I'm up to. Hole number six is kind of an interesting shot because you're throwing over the road, uh, one of the main roads in Clinton Lake State Park, and then where there's a nice rock formation right in your uh, foreground. Need to get it across there. And it appears it's not really that lengthy of a shot. Um, it's pretty much straight away. There's trees on both the left and the right. The fairway's fairly small. 
I would say that this is probably about 260 to it. It's a little intimidating because you have all these cars going by, but um, you know, they're pretty few and far between. I will say that Clinton State Park seems to have the highest percentage of diesel trucks um, in Kansas, I think right now. So just uh, some food for thought. If you're a diesel truck enthusiast, come to Clinton State Park, you'll love it. Um, yeah, you'll love the noise. Anyway, uh, hole number six, I'm gonna throw it just as soon as I get out of the shade. I'm really enjoying the shade. Uh, some people don't like to throw shade. I like to stand in it. So there you go. All right, here we go. Hole number six. All right, so I was able to get a par out of hole number six. I was able to get across the road. Uh, I kept it out of the tall grass. There's um, some really long grass here. I don't know if it's little blue stem or what, what kind of uh, it is, but I think that this area is a bluebird sanctuary. Uh, I have actually seen a couple of bluebirds, so hats off to the Clinton State Park for doing good on the bluebird front. Uh, let's see, I'm up to hole number seven, and I would submit that hole number seven is probably the toughest hole on this beginner's course. Um, and this is the one I bogeyed whenever I was playing with BB Clang and Frizzo. Um, because it's a very, very, you got a tunnel shot. It's open up until uh, you get to this little tunnel area where you have to basically get through a hole that is, I'd say it's only about 10 feet wide. Um, and then you have to get it underneath the branches too but also above the grass. So you really only have kind of a picture window to try to get through. Um, I guess you could go over the top if you were like a tomahawk thrower kind of guy. I'm not, so I won't probably try to do that. When I threw last time, I hit a tree right out of the gate, kicked off into the tall grass, um, and then I ended up having to throw through the trees and get over there for a four. So, um, I don't think any of us were really able to get through the small window. So if I do it this time, it'll be uh, something new for me. I kind of left my bag over here uh, in the shade as I was walking up to the tee pad. So last time I think I played the buzz. This time I might, I tried to do a standing shot because I feel like I'm a little bit more accurate. I think this time maybe I'll just elect to go with like a putter. Um, and so the basket is actually in the middle of uh, some green area. So you have to throw it across kind of a parking lot type thing. I think it's really a turn in for uh, RVs whenever they do their dump station stuff. Uh, that's actually where uh, they do the dumping. So it's not next to that stuff. It's on the other end, but um, I guess it's the dump station hole, number seven. So wish me luck. I, hopefully I can get through this window um, and do some good. All right, you're not going to hear me say this very often, but Mr. Pull Jingles was actually kind of happy he got uh, a bogey on this one. Not, I mean, I'm never really happy about a bogey, but I did not get my drive through that window. I, instead of going to the left, I went to the right, so I got out of there. But uh, I did, I, I was pleased with my second shot because I threw a forehand, which I don't usually throw a forehand shot very often, and... I was able to get some distance on it. It kind of did what I wanted it to do. Didn't quite do it perfect. It left me with about a 39, 40 foot putt that I've missed. Um, but it was like, there's a little glimmer of hope. Maybe I can develop a forehand throw. Cause I think I got it about, 
oh, 160 feet, something like that, um, which I wasn't going for any distance or anything. It was just uh, kind of throwing it. I threw my buzz, and so that was nice. Um, so here, I'm up to hole number eight. Hole number eight is a pretty straightforward shot. You're basically about, I'd say 300, 310, something like that. Wide open. Uh, fortunately, there is a shade tree right next to the tea grass. And so I'm standing in the shade right there. And the hole itself, there's nothing between you and the hole except one tree that kind of protects it right there at the right. It's probably about 10 feet in front of it. Um, there's some tall grass prairie on your right, and then there's the road where holes number four and five are. So just kind of give you some references. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and toss my tea devil. I think that's what I threw last time and see if I can't get it into that shade so I don't have to stand out there in the sunshine because Mr. Paul Jangles is a little fair complected and doesn't like to get burned. So anyway, hole number eight. I'm at one over. All right, so I was able to par number eight. Uh, it was kind of funny. I was throw, I threw my disc, uh, and I almost made it into the shade, just barely short. So uh, it was pretty good drive. Um, I had about a, I don't know, sixty foot putt to try to make birdie, but I didn't make it. But when my disc landed, apparently uh, some spring peeper frog, toad, whatever you want to call it. Uh, decided that that was going to be a good spot. So I got a picture of uh, a little itty bitty spring peeper. So those suckers are louder than you think. At least I think it's a spring peeper. It was some kind of frog-like, toad-like creature. Very small, about the size of your uh, end of your pinky, the pinky fingernail, something like that. Okay, so I'm up to hole number nine. Hole number nine is one of those fun hanging baskets, which I always think are kind of cool. I wish they'd do more of that. I don't know why they don't do more of that. I can only think of about two or three different places that do that. Um, but they have a hanging one, um, so that's neat. Uh, basically, you have an open kind of pasture, short grass area in front of you, and then there's a bunch of trees. So there's probably about 30, 25, 30, something like that trees, and it's hanging underneath one. So if you can go straight at it, that's the way to go, um, because there is a there's a fairly open area. I think it's probably about, it's probably right at around 300 feet to the hole. So um, I am going to play my, I think I'm going to go with a TL3 on this one um, and see if I can't get it underneath that basket. Um, I don't know, maybe I should go with uh, my T-Devil. It seems like my T-Devil finishes harder to the right. Um, but if I mess up with it, it's going to really go. So I think the TL3 maybe flies straighter. My buzz flies the straightest, but I don't think it has the aerodynamics to get this far. Because I'd really like to get a birdie so I can get back to even par. That's my goal on this. So, wish me luck. Here we go. Hole number nine at Archer Park Disc Golf Course in Clinton State Park, just outside of Lawrence, Kansas. All right, so if you were rooting for Mr. Pole Jangles to get back to par, you would have lost. I'm sorry. You you rooted, you chose the wrong horse. I went ahead and got par, so I finished at one over. So I guess if you combine it with my earlier morning round, uh, I finished at one under for that one, so uh, I'm playing even par for the day. So, you know, that's not too bad. Um, 
if you really are having a rooting interest in what my scores are on playing this golf course, I would advise that you seek some sort of psychiatric help. Um, there's plenty of people out there that can help you. Um, don't worry about Mr. Paul Jangles and his disc golf scoring. All right, so I finished it up. Um, you know, overall, I think it's a, it's a fairly average course. Uh, so this is definitely not a course that you want to make it a destination just to come play this one. Um, again, it's a beginner course, pretty much. But the distances, um, you know, really would challenge most beginners. So I don't think if you're a beginner, you're going to sit there and start hitting pars on every one of them. Because they are fairly long, and some of the uh, fairways are pretty narrow. So those are kind of difficult for newbies. Um, let's see. I don't know much about Bob Mowry's The Meadow one. Once we got so many ticks, I think Frizzo and I had like six three or four on us all at once uh, when we were about down to hole six or seven and we decided at that point we're just turning around that's no good we had beer to drink and uh, guitars to play and, and whatnot so uh, we bailed on that one I wouldn't advise going to that one right now at all um, I think maybe it's maybe a fall course something you go play in the fall when the leaves are off the trees and you can kind of see things a little bit better uh, what one thing that's kind of funny about it is it's got tee pads, sort of. It's like they're framed. They're ready to go uh, for them to pour. But I hear that they, they've poured number one. So you're like, oh, this is great. But at least up through hole six or seven, uh, it's just the frame. And the guy we talked to uh, who had a dog that as we were walking off the course last night, he said that they've those frames have been sitting there for uh, at least a year. So it's kind of weird. Um, but I, I would understand it. I'm not volunteering to start hauling concrete back there because it is off the beaten path and you would have to, I don't know if you had to take wheelbarrows or something like that. Um, you couldn't, you'd have a hard time getting a cement truck and it has been wet. So maybe if they were going to try to haul it back there somehow, it'd be difficult. But the funny part is since the frames are there, we were throwing within the frames and the guy's like, I never do that because it's a trip hazard. So, um, and it would be a bad place to fall because there's not a lot of people out that way. Anyway, so that was Bob Mallory's. Um, probably won't play too much disc golf. I'll see if the girls want to play when they get here. Um, but anyway, I probably won't podcast about it. So I hope that you are doing well wherever you are. I hope you're banging some chains and, uh, keep up after him. Take care. This is Mr. Pole Jangles. I am out. Oh, thank you.